Hello. I'm Callie. And I'm Sarah. And this is Community Spotlight with Callie and Sarah. We are students in the College and Career Studies program at UK. This radio segment will spotlight different things in the local community each week. Thank you for listening. Today for our community spotlight, we are talking with Christy Allman, a volunteer with an organization called Possibilities Unleashed. Hello, thank you for being here with us. Hello. Why do you choose to work for this organization? Ah, good question. So years ago, I adopted a puppy who was a an eight-week-old Great Pyrenees, and the shelter that I adopted her from said that she was deaf. And I thought I could handle training a deaf dog, but just in case I couldn't, I signed up for dog training classes with a group called Possibilities Unleashed, thinking I could probably use some help if I couldn't figure it out on my own. And so I started going to dog training classes with my little puppy, who was not deaf after all, And um, after a few weeks of going there, they asked me if I would consider doing therapy dog work with her. And that's how it all started. So it was kind of by accident, but it was a very happy accident. What got you started at this organization and what do you like about it? So let's see. Um, After I agreed to start doing therapy dog work and I learned a little bit more about what it was, I really liked the people who were in it with me. Um, We are all big dog people, so we all like dogs, and we like doing things that can help other people by sharing our dogs with them. So it's really the people. It's also the dogs. And it's the the mission of the group is to make people's lives a little bit better by sharing some dog happiness with them. How long have you been doing this work? Oh, goodness. Um, It's been almost 15 years since I adopted that first little puppy. So it's been a while. Do you have a favorite breed to train or work with? Um, So I love all dogs. Um, It seems like I have all big dogs right now. And I have had and I still have a whole bunch of great Pyrenees and if you haven't seen a great Pyrenees they kind of look like a polar bear just a giant white fluffy dog and right now I have three great Pyrenees and two additional dogs that are half great Pyrenees so I guess maybe great Pyrenees are my favorite kind of dog but I do love all dogs big and small three polar bears (laughs) yes you have polar bears that's a lot of polar bears. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of vacuuming, that's for sure. <laughs> what is a therapy animal and what do they do? Ah, okay. Um, so you may have heard of service dogs and therapy dogs are definitely not the same thing as service dogs. So service dogs are dogs that have a very specific skill that they do to save people's lives you know, seeing eye dogs, diabetic alert dogs, seizure alert dogs, things like that. Those dogs have a very serious job. Therapy dogs are not that. Therapy dogs are just very well-trained dogs that go out and make people happy. 
So um, it's kind of like their service dogs at the top, therapy dogs in the middle and regular pets kind of at the bottom. Um, and like my therapy dogs are also my pets, but they, they know how to behave out in public and how to make people happy. How much training goes into having a therapy dog? Um, a lot. Uh, some dogs take longer to become therapy dogs than others. It depends on their personalities and uh, how stubborn they are. But some dogs are very easy to train. But the training just doesn't stop once you get certified to do this. It's you, you're always training your dogs. Um, like my big, big dog, Simon, he was very easy to train. He's a very good boy. He's obedient. He doesn't do anything wrong. One of my other dogs, Charlie, he's going to take a little while before he's ready to be a therapy dog. He's only a year old now, and he's kind of a handful. He's he's very fun, and he, he doesn't always want to listen. And being able to listen is an important part of being a therapy dog. What are the types of tests they perform? Well, for the types of therapy visits that we go on, we can do a lot of different things. We go to libraries and at the libraries that we visit, the dogs get to sit and listen to kids read books to them because really reading a book to a dog is way more fun than reading a book to a person. Um, so for that, their task is to sit still and listen and try to stay awake while they listen to different stories. Um, some of my dogs can be interactive like with that. If you give them a few different books to choose from, you can say, which book would you like to read? And they'll put their paw on it and choose their book. Um, but not all of my dogs know how to do that. If we go to hospitals, um, we go to different patients' rooms, mainly children as we work with kids. And there, if the child has been injured and if they're trying to learn how to walk again, um, my dogs can help with that. My dogs are really big, so they can support the weight. So if the child were to trip or fall or something, my dog can hold them up. Um, in the past, we have done some speech therapy. There was a little girl who had had surgery on her vocal cords and she was learning how to speak loudly again. And she practiced by saying, Simon, sit. But she had to say it loud enough so that he could hear her. And when he could hear her, he would sit. Some of my dogs know sign language, so they can interact with hearing impaired kids. What else do we do? That might be the, the big types of tasks. Namely, they, they show up and they like to be snuggled with. And they're kind of goofy sometimes and they make people laugh. How do you choose which dogs would be a good fit for being therapy animals? Well, you want a dog that likes people. You don't want one that's going to be mean or aggressive or uh, not have self-control. You, know, you want a dog who, if somebody strange comes into the room, that the dog isn't going to start growling at a stranger. Uh, you want a dog that if you tell them to sit, they're going to sit. Um, you want a dog that gets along with other dogs, too, because sometimes there are multiple dogs on a therapy dog visit. And definitely, if you're in an elevator with multiple dogs, you don't want anybody to get fussy with anybody else. Let's see, you, you want dogs that like 
children. If you're going to be working with children, um, you want a dog that's not afraid of things like medical equipment, like IV poles or wheelchairs or things like that. So sometimes you need a brave dog who can go into strange places. Yeah, those are some of the categories of personality traits that I look for in a therapy dog. Are certain breeds easier or harder to work with? I think certain breeds have reputations for being easier or harder to work with. I don't know that it's always true for all dogs. Like Great Pyrenees, my personal favorite, they are known for being very stubborn. So if you try to teach them tricks, they might not always want to learn how to do tricks. But like Simon, he's a very good boy. And if I ask him to sit, he's going to sit. So I don't know that I would really say it's a breed thing. I think it's very much dependent upon the individual dogs. And you have to assess the dog by how they are on their own, not necessarily by what breed they are. How does a dog get certified to be a therapy dog? What are the steps that go into it? How long does it take? Oh, so every therapy dog group has their own set of requirements. I have been a member of different therapy dog groups. I've been a member of Possibilities Unleashed for a long time. But when I lived in Texas for a while, there were different groups there. And for each group, you had to take a different kind of test. Some tests are more obedience focused, like can the dog sit and stay and lay down and things like that. Some groups have more real world scenario type tests where you'll have medical equipment around them to see if they are afraid of a walker or a wheelchair or things like that. Um, some of the groups that I've been in have a test where you have to make sure that you can tell your dog to leave it related to food and they will not eat the food that's in front of them. That really comes in handy, like if you're going to a hospital, because you don't want the dog taking chicken nuggets off of a child's dinner plate, because that would be rude. Or if the patient dropped their medicine on the floor, you don't want the dog eating strange medicine. So you need to be able to tell them to leave it and have them be okay with not eating the chicken nuggets. That's a really hard one to teach some dogs, though. So you, it depends on the group and depending on the dog and how well they're doing with their training, sometimes it takes longer than others. Simon passed his tests pretty fast. Baxter is another one of my great Pyrenees. It took him a little longer because he's, he's kind of stubborn and he doesn't always want to leave it when I say no to the chicken nuggets. How long do the dogs help animals before being retired? That also, it seems like my answer to everything is it depends on the dog, but it really does depend on the dog. For my guys, I have very big dogs and they don't live as long as smaller dogs. When they start having trouble getting around, like if they can't walk very well, or if they have a hard time controlling their bodily functions, that would be a good indication that maybe it's time to start thinking about retiring them. But Simon, Simon is nine years old, which is pretty old for a big dog and he's still going strong he doesn't walk quite as much as he used to but he still really likes going to libraries and sitting and listening to the kids read stories to him so you just kind of have to listen to your dog and see if they're telling you yet that they're ready to head into retirement what other services does 
possibilities Unleashed have? Who can use the organization's services? The woman who runs our group, her name is Liz, and she does all sorts of things. She does regular dog training. So if, if you have a new dog and you want to teach it to be a good dog, you can sign up for classes and she can help your dog become a good dog. Um, she can also help dogs that maybe have behavioral problems, maybe some dogs that are a little grumpy, um, help them to find a way to cope so they aren't so grumpy all the time. She also trains service dogs. So the dogs that I was telling you about that actually save lives and do important things, she can teach them to do that. And it's pretty amazing how she can take a little puppy and teach them to be diabetic alert dogs. It's really fascinating to see. She also does a prison training program where she will have inmates in jail train dogs. Um, it's good for the people who are incarcerated as well as for the dogs. And there's been a lot of success with that program. And then of course the therapy dog program, which I happen to love and be a part of. How can others get involved? Well, if you want to do therapy dog stuff, I would recommend Googling therapy dog organizations in your area. I live in Louisville and there are a couple of different groups here. Possibilities is located in Frankfurt. I think there are probably some other ones in the Lexington area too. And definitely in all different states, therapy dog groups are everywhere. So find a therapy dog group that is near you and then read about them. See what their requirements are. See um, what they will have you do before you can become involved. It's, it's really fun. Do you know if there's any way that people can get involved by sort of shadowing someone else or going with someone else who already is trained just to understand it better with Possibilities Unleashed or with other organizations? I think that's probably something that you could do for certain places. Some of the places that we go, there's a level of confidentiality to what we do. Like mm -hmm. I go to a a rehabilitation facility for women who are dealing with addiction troubles, probably wouldn't want to bring an audience there. Um, but I think that it would be possible to shadow alongside at a library visit and you know see the kids reading to their dogs and maybe even yourself reading a book to a dog. <laughs> I have to say it's kind of therapeutic. Thank you, that's helpful. Thank you so much for talking with us. I had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I can always talk about dog things. <laughs> this has been Community Spotlight with Callie and Sarah. Thank you for listening. <laughs>